0: Hi, everybody. Drake Hill here. While today's show has a lot of great information, Elvis insanity, yes, that Elvis, and some laughs, it is emotional towards the end. My guest' vulnerability humbled me, and I thank her for trusting me to share that part of herself on this podcast that is touching so many. Now, hair, how I grew it.
1: Now remember I've had really short hair. Now I come back to work and I've got hair that is basically down to my back. And one of my white co-workers who's a sales guy who I like a lot says, what is that? Like chia pet? Right?
0: (laughs) Oh, wow.
1: And everybody wanted to touch it. So I said to him, you better be glad I like you. Otherwise I'd call in HR because that's Really, like, disrespectful and not something you should say to a Black woman, ever, right? He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, don't ever do it again, right? Make this a learning lesson. And then people kept asking attention. And I wouldn't let people touch my hair, right? Like, there is no touching of the hair. We don't do that.
0: This is Hair how i grew it, a show where sisters talk about their hair raising natural hair journeys. I'm host and producer Drake Hill Burns. I've been sporting my natural for more than a decade, but the road to getting here wasn't easy. My story reflects the hair struggles sisters have faced since our enslaved ancestors were brought to America in the 1600s and their African hair and identity were stripped away. As we commemorate the 400 year anniversary of that painful history, Hair, How I Grew It features black women from all walks of life who have chosen to wear their natural crowns in a culture that promotes straight hair. On today's show, I interview fitness entrepreneur, Kimberly Turner. Everyone calls her Kim. Born and raised in Gary, Indiana, Kim has rocked her natural for nearly 25 years. She likes the look because it's versatile, healthy, and fits her fitness lifestyle. At 51, her sculpted body and flat abs put most 20-somethings to shame. When I saw her wearing workout gear in a photo she emailed to me for this program, I thought I need to sign up for a gym membership ASAP. Kim is the owner of Fitness Snob Studio in Washington, D.C. She describes her business as a high-end boutique fitness studio for independent instructors and concepts like Vixen and other workouts. Kim provides the space and gym amenities, and the instructors book her location by the hour and run their own classes there. She works with some of the best in the business. For example, Michelle Obama's trainer, the one who helped the former first lady get those amazing toned arms, taped an on-demand series at the studio. I didn't know Kim until Hair How I Grew It guest, Tamika Felder, said the fitness entrepreneur would be a great guest for the show. Thank you, Soror, for another awesome recommendation. Check out Hair How I Grew It episode 7 to hear Tamika's laugh-out-loud and sobering journey back to natural hair. Tamika is my Delta Sigma Theta sorority sister. Kim is Greek too, but a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority. I had to mention that at the beginning of our conversation. You are my first AKA interviewee. um, And I'm bringing it up because my stepsister, who is your soror, has pointed out that my show is Delta heavy and I'm a Delta. So... (laughs) Few, a few deltas but I just want everybody to know that it's all Greek love and in fact you will not be the last aka there will be more coming up but I just wanted everybody to know that so awesome. there was that <laughs> how would you describe your hair texture how does it feel to you I'm tight
1: so yeah I have very tight um coils so I tend to let People manipulate my hair. I don't like to do my own hair, I still go to um, a stylist. I didn't start off that way immediately because I just did the um, the big chop like when I first went um, natural. But now over time, I've let people manipulate. Well, now I actually have dreads, but um, over time or locks, I um, would let people do a lot of stuff to manipulate it to, to stretch out my curls. <music>
0: Kim also said her hair is soft. I gave her props for having the courage to do the big chop because I didn't. Losing my long hair at once would have been too traumatic for me. I transitioned back to my natural with the blow dry and press and curl. And my stylist gradually cut off my relaxed ends until they were gone. I asked Kim how her mother did her hair growing up. For as
1: early as I can remember, I'm probably exaggerating. She probably didn't do that when I was like two, but um, <laughs> by at least school age, I remember sitting in front of the stove with the hot comb, getting it pressed out and um, being braided into like these two ponytails. Absolutely, got nicks and burns, but I was not tender-headed, so I didn't mind sitting down and somebody combing through my hair. And yeah, it was the ears. I always remember the burns on the ears was the was the big thing. But and I would burn my own ears too, even curling it.
0: Oh, that's not good. No, it's not. <laughs> it's
1: amazing that my ears don't still have um marks on them. But yeah, (laughs) I'm about to go look in the mirror when I get off the phone with you just to make sure. (laughs) I think they're gone. But yeah, oh my gosh, those ears for years. Even when I started going to stylists on my own as a grown person, right? I still was messing up those ears.
0: By junior high, Kim was styling her own hair, but mom continued to hot comb it which bothered her dad.
1: My father actually um, used to hate, though, for her to press my hair. Like the whole smell of the hair in the kitchen was just seemed ridiculous to
0: him. But he dealt with it because he knew he had to. I think it was just the
1: expectation of what your hair looked like. And we... I say this, we being all the black girls in my community, all our hair pretty much looked the same, right? We all did pretty much the same style. So it was just, it just is what it is. It's just the expectation that you straighten your hair. That was society. I don't remember any girls in high school having just still natural hair.
0: And it was in high school that dad's hot comb misery ended.
1: I think it was just, this is like the time. It was almost like dating. At a certain age, you get to date. At a certain age, you, I'm about to go to high school. It's time for me to be able to go to the salon. And when you go to the salon, you get your hair relaxed.
0: So freshman year, she did. And throughout high school, Kim continued going to the salon every two weeks for washes and or touch-ups to maintain the look.
1: I always think like the perm process was uncomfortable and especially looking back afterwards. Like, oh my gosh, why did I put myself through that, right? It's the smell. It's the scabs. It's the burning. It's the, hey, this is burning. Come like wash this out. What are you doing? Um... Like, that was the ongoing process over and over, but it was also the ease, right? Like, my hair was always straight, so it was easy to curl it and style it myself.
0: You're listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer, Drake Hill Burns. Today, I'm talking to fitness entrepreneur, Kim Turner. She is the owner of Fitness Snob Studio in Washington, D.C. See what the studio has to offer at fitnesssnobstudio.com. That's F-I-T-N-E-S-S-S-N-O-B-S-T-U-D-I-O.com. Kim left Indiana for college, but didn't go far.
1: So I went to Western Michigan University for school. It's in Kalamazoo, where people think Elvis still lives. And um, it was about two hours from home.
0: Okay, you say still lives. Help me with my ignorance. Did he live there?
1: No, they think Elvis is still alive and lives in Kalamazoo. I don't know. Really? You never heard that? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Graceland? Maybe. Kalamazoo? Who thinks that? After doing a Google search, I found out a lot of folks do and have since the late 1980s when there was a report of someone seeing Elvis eating at a Burger King in Kalamazoo. Crazy, right? Enough Elvis insanity. Let's get back to Kim's hair.
1: I was still going home to get my perms, because perms are every, what, six to eight weeks. So I'm still going home to actually get the perm, and then I was styling myself. I did try a couple of stylists in the area, but never really found anybody I loved. And at this point, I had gotten really good at doing my own hair. I mean, other people would ask me to do their hair too. So, um, people at school, as well as when I would go home, my aunt would be like, oh, come over and and curl my hair. And my mom's like, oh, could you like do my hair before I, I go out or so it became a thing. People actually thought I might become a hairstylist though I'm in college for business because I was good at it and people came to me for it.
0: They came to her for styling, not relaxers. Kim never did those. Now, any chance that you were using this? Because, you know, in school, most people don't have money for a little side income, or it was just something you did because you were good at it and you liked it?
1: No, just because I was good at it. I liked it. And I only did it for people I liked. Yeah. Some <laughs> random folks couldn't come up. Yeah. I was in that, you know, in that hustle mentality. I didn't even have it then. So I oh. wouldn't have even thought to be like, oh, pay me. Now,
0: in hindsight, I might go back and ask people for some money. Okay. Kim graduated from Western Michigan University and then worked for a year and a half before attending the University of Michigan for her MBA. Shortly before getting her master's, she tried something new.
1: Graduate school we were, right when we were about to get out of school, a group of women were heading to Africa for I don't know a couple of weeks and I didn't go but I remember all of them going to get braids before they went just so they wouldn't have to worry about managing the hair and electricity outlets all that stuff not having to take all of those tools with them and I now thought, when
0: you say yes. stay- when, when you say braids, what kind of braids? Were they getting corals? Were they getting, you know, braids, uh, hair added in braids? What, what did they get? Or do you even remember?
1: Um, they were getting hair added in. Got it. Yeah. Go ahead. So I decided, I like that idea. I should get hair added in. And I remember this is at the end of um, my two years in grad school. And I was dating this guy. And I told him, I think I'm going to get braids. And not because... Like, it was the whole convenience that they were talking about. And I like to work out a lot. So I sweat in my hair all the time. I'm always trying to wash it and blow it dry and curl it. And I'm thinking it would just be more convenient. And I remember him saying to me, you're going to put braids in your hair. Don't be lazy.
0: Right? <laughs> and I Okay. Guess- did you get rid of him then or did he stick around?
1: He stuck around. I know. It's so <laughs> embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> but I was so angry with him. But yes, he still stuck around for a while for not that long. Okay. But okay. I put I got the braids and I went.
0: No, wait, you got hair. the you got the braids while you were still with him?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like you and can't he, tell me I can't do something <laughs> to my hair. Are you insane?
0: Yes, I got the braids. <laughs> and he
1: liked them.
0: <laughs> what about her family?
1: Not my mom. My dad was cool with them. Um, My brother was cool with them. But yeah, my mom, she's, my mom is super conservative. I have to tell you, my mom's probably had the same hairstyle since I can remember, right? So (laughs) for a good 40 years, my mom has had the same cut. So it's, yeah, she's super conservative, still perms.
0: Kim loved the new look. There was just one problem.
1: I got the braids after I I got a job offer. So right after grad school, I got a job offer with Dow Brands. Scrubbing Bubbles, they were owned by a company called Dow Brands in Indianapolis. I got the job offer from them. So I had interviewed with them with no braids and then I put braids in my hair. And,
0: and so they see you for the first time with braids on your first day? Yes. <laughs> okay, what year was this?
1: This is, um, yes, 94, yeah.
0: And jo- what was the job?
1: What was the job? I was, what, an associate brand manager assistant brand manager yeah
0: so this is corporate
1: this is corporate this is really corporate in indianapolis which is really conservative um and it was not a time when natural hair and braids were necessarily
0: um uh, expected Kim swears she didn't get the braids to make a statement or waves on her new job. She didn't even think about the potential fallout at work until someone said something to her about it. To prevent blowback, she contacted the company's human resources department before she started.
1: I remember an HR person ends up becoming one of my best friends for a really long time. But I remember calling her and telling her, I'm putting braids in my hair. And she was like, I'm not sure that's a good idea. And I'm like, well, it's convenient for me. I am a black woman and I want to like, I don't, I shouldn't have to wear, and I call it general market hair. I shouldn't have to wear general market hair, right? I should be able to um, represent and
0: reflect like who I am. The woman in human resources was also black. Were you asking her or were you just telling her? Because there's a difference.
1: I was just, t- you know what? I, I'm passive aggressive, right? So I think I was asking, telling her, right? <laughs> like, I, I she can't say no because I'm doing it, but I want her to feel like I need, I want her permission.
0: The HR woman didn't say anything more to discourage Kim
1: and even to this day, I don't think she told people in advance that I was coming in with braids. And I didn't even realize that people um, reacted or had some reaction to it because they never showed it.
0: Until Kim had been on the job for a few weeks.
1: I am sitting in my office And my boss is coming over and he's about to introduce me to somebody. And I hear him outside of my door before he brings the guy in and says, she has braids in her hair.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, and these I'm assuming are both white men. Both white men. But
1: that was the first time it even hit me like, oh, they're having some kind of response to this.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you heard them, but they don't know. I'm assuming you heard them. So did you just kind of just go with the flow and not say anything?
1: Yeah, I did. Okay. I just was like, oh, okay, well, nice to meet you, so-and-so, when he eventually brings them into the office.
0: Kim kept the look for a while longer, but never heard employees say anything about the braids again during the year and a half she stayed at Dow Brands. She eventually had them taken out, and tried something else. So I get the
1: shortcut. I find the stylist there in um, Indianapolis that I love. I'm going to her all the time. She's perming it. She's keeping it up. Um, and then I get recruited to go to Craft Foods in Chicago. So I am about to move to Chicago. And I decide then that I'm not going to perm my hair anymore. And now I'm going to do the big chop. Why? I'm tired of all the perms in my hair. I'm tired of trying to the upkeep of it. and at this point, I feel like I'm seeing a couple of people with natural hair here and there, and I think it's cute. And the one thing I'll say about me is that I like to change up styles a lot. so for me, at the time, it wasn't necessarily meant to be permanent, it was like, oh, I'm just gonna try something new for a little while. So I started letting it grow out a little bit without putting more permanent so I could have a chance to chop it off. I end up going back to my stylist in Gary. So the woman who had done my hair all through high school, all through all my times in college, Um, I went to her and I remember her really trying to convince me not to do it. And I was scared, go ahead.
0: What was her argument?
1: Um, She didn't think I was gonna like it and she wasn't sure how cute it would be and it feels mannish and um, like why would you wanna do that to your hair? And it was just a lot of um, the attractiveness level of it. It won't be attractive
0: and but even though you said you were scared you still were like just do it
1: yeah just do it like what's the worst that could happen right I hate it and then I'll not do it again I'll let it grow out and I'll permit again or put braids in it like braids were always an option now that I have figured out that so just chop it off
0: The stylist did, and the end result was a small afro. And was she right when you looked in the mirror? What did you think? No, I'm cute. <laughs> she was not right.
1: I don't know if I can cuss on this podcast. So I've been trying to hold back some language, but yes. Like, Whatever.
0: <laughs> well did she even say hey wow it looks good or she didn't like it no she didn't like not it. that it matters no
1: she didn't like oh. it she was old school and my mom is super conservative she was the same stylist my mom had been going to for a long time and so it was yeah they were not they were not fans of it at all
0: Remember when Kim got the job at Dow Brands? She had a perm during the interview and wore a natural style on her first day. Well, talk about deja vu. A similar scenario played out at Kraft Foods. When Kim interviewed, she had permed short hair. But when she started, she had this new afro that was about an inch long. The response? The
1: people at work are cool. Like nobody, it's not the same reaction. I don't hear people around my... Cubicle saying, oh my gosh, she's got this hair thing. Like nobody's saying anything. It's fine. Over the course of time, do a ton of other stuff with my hair too. So I'm not relaxing it, but I'm coloring it. I'm putting braids in it. I'm doing big weaves. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. Keeping it natural, but just um, adding to it for a ton of different hairstyles. If you could see pictures of all the hairstyles I've had over the years, you'd be like, oh my gosh, pick one. But I just did a ton of stuff. And I remember one day being a craft and I had just gotten what I consider my big promotion. So I started as an associate assistant, maybe. Um, got promoted to an associate and I just got the brand manager position and the day I get the brand manager position that weekend I go and put weave in my hair and I did the um oh what do you call it the the braids where you can't really see the braid in it
0: is it the crochet braids Mm-mm. or?
1: This is a long time ago. Like they pull out so much hair out of the micro braids so that you can't really see the braids. So it really just looks like a ton of big hair. Okay, I can't think. Of I have anything. no it's idea. Called. Okay, so I do that. I come back to work. Now remember I've had really short hair. Now I come back to work and I've got hair that is basically down to my back. And one of my white co-workers who's a sales guy who I like a lot says what is that like chia pet right
0: (laughs) oh wow
1: and everybody wanted to touch it so I said to him you better be glad I like you otherwise I'd call in HR because that's really like disrespectful and not something you should say to a black woman Ever right? He's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, don't ever do it again, right? Make this a learning lesson. And then people kept asking to touch it. And I wouldn't let people touch my hair, right? Like, there is no touching of the hair. We don't do that.
0: You're listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer Drake Hill Burns. Back to Kim after a short break.
1: end up leaving Chicago and I go to New York and I find a stylist in New York and I do a ton of different stuff with her in New York, still keeping it all natural.
0: Then a big change after an encounter in the ATL.
1: I meet the stylist in Atlanta who in this I think may have been the only time who decides that I should texturize it too, right? So he wants to make me short texturize it and do it blonde. And he does it all at the same time. But he teaches me when I go back home, how I can keep it up. So now all I'm doing is going to still a barber who's cutting it, but I am coloring it one week cause it's so short. I mean, it grows really fast. I'm coloring in one week and I am texturizing it the next week. Well, one day I decide I need to do them both at the same time. Cause it just really needs the color and the texturizer. And as I am shampooing through my hair, I can feel my hair going through my fingers. So now I'm bald. Like I go to work, I mean, you really could have called me patch. Luckily I'm so light that the patches weren't so prominent, but I had patches in my hair of just where I had lost hair. So now I go to a salon, not just a typical barber, I go to a salon and I let him just really shave me bald. And I love it. And the boyfriend I have at the time loves it. And my dad loves it. And so that becomes my style. Maybe honestly, the longest style I've had for years because it just like everybody loved it. I loved it, it was super easy.
0: Kim stayed bald for about two years. While the style got praise, it caused a bit of confusion.
1: But I remember one time going to my boyfriend's mom's house and family was over there and we had driven in and we were taking a nap and his little cousin comes in. I'll never forget. He said, hey, who's that boy sleeping in the room with John? <laughs> because- <laughs>
0: And the boy comment from the little boy didn't bother you?
1: No, because everybody else loved it. I mean, it was it was
0: a good look. <laughs> so then, what made you decide I'm gonna grow it out, or at least a little bit?
1: Because I got bored. I got bored. I had to do something different. That's my whole thing. I just wanted to keep changing it up. So.
0: Okay, well then, this boredom is this boredom ever going to lead you back to chemicals, or are you gonna you think you're gonna just stick with the natural?
1: I think I'll just stick with the natural because I do realize how much healthier my hair is when it's not chemicals. My scalp is better, all of that. But I might want to still eventually go to another style. But yeah, I I don't think I'll ever go back to chemicals. And I, you can get the same effect now, right? By blowing it dry and, you know, there's so many ways to make your hair straight for our temporary bases.
0: Here's Kim's hair care routine. A stylist washes and conditions Kim's hair every six to eight weeks. Sometimes she has her hair steamed. Experts describe steaming as a process of using moist heat to open up hair follicles and scalp pores to remove the bad stuff that builds up over time. Think of it as a facial for your hair. In between salon visits, Kim sometimes wets her locks a bit and palm rolls them to tighten the new growth. When she works out four to five times a week, she wears a cotton bandana. Kim either pulls her locks up into a ponytail and ties the bandana like a headband, or she leaves her hair flat and covers it completely with the bandana. Every few days, Kim rubs coconut oil on her scalp and locks. At night, she wears a silk scarf to bed. When it's cold outside, Kim typically covers her head with a Grace Alea satin-lined cap. After our interview, I wondered why Kim's dreadlocks have lasted as long as her bald head. I assumed it was because she really liked them and they turned heads, but wasn't sure. Turns out there's a much deeper meaning behind them. So I called her back and asked her to explain. My father passed unexpectedly um, on mother's day of i'm so sorry
1: thank you um, of twenty eighteen and it was a shock I was extremely close to my father. I think throughout this podcast I've talked about how he's always been supportive of my hair he was just my like he was my guy he was supportive of absolutely everything if No matter what I said I was doing, my father always was like, you'll succeed, you'll be the best at whatever. So it was quite a shock. And so I just, I think out of, I don't know, out of shock, reaction, something, I just decided that I was gonna lock my hair.
0: The morning of her dad's funeral in Chicago, Kim went to a salon to change her look.
1: I locked it, colored it blonde, back to the color he had told me a long time ago he
0: really liked, and I stuck with
1: it since then.
0: There are a lot of styles out there. Why do you think locks popped into your mind?
1: Um, uh, It's going to be a ton of random reasons, and um, I won't go through everything, but my father used to always have this, and I want to call it a running joke, but was always like, I'm going to retire, move to Jamaica, just lay around in a hammock and smoke ganja. Like he would say that all the time. Wait, smoke,
0: smoke, smoke what?
1: Ganja. Ganja weed, weed. Yeah.
0: Yes, I'm square and out of touch when it comes to cannabis slang. Don't judge.
1: I don't know. I think maybe I just... um, reflected a little bit on that. Maybe the Jamaican thing made me think of locks. I I really don't know. I don't have a good answer for why locks. Maybe it was a part of, of like.
0: It's okay, Kim, we don't have to keep going. We're good. When I heard her crying, I was prepared to end the interview because the last thing I wanted to do was exploit the moment. But after she found her voice, she kept talking.
1: I think keeping the locks was a way of maybe keeping him tied to me because people always talk about locks and the energy that you have. I think that was part of like that day wanting to capture like that energy and just keeping him with me, which is why I'm like, I'm not sure how long they'll be here. Cause it's just, they're in my, they're my style for a very, very different reason than everything else I've ever done.
0: What a beautiful way to honor the man that meant so much to her. Thank you for listening to Hair, How I Grew It. I'm host and producer Drake Hill Burns. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Follow Hair, How I Grew It on Instagram at Keep It Nat. Tweet me at hair, how I grew it, and tell me what you think of the show. Also, if you're a sister who wants to tell your natural hair story, tweet me. And who knows, I could be asking you how you grew it. Until next time, keep it natural.